to start so, over? Yeah, so make, I don't even need to say what we no. are because it's just the intro. Yeah. Why, why, who we are and why we think you would be interested in our podcast. Okay. okay. You, why don't you tell us okay. why we're interested <laughs> in the podcast? Uh, I'll t- I can handle who I am. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Danielle Renshaw with Ruffle Willow Floral Design. Sarah Shepard with Burdock Farms Weddings and Events. So, yeah, Danielle and I want you to listen in on our podcast to learn how to have the wedding of your dreams with a budget you can afford, because sometimes we all get on Pinterest, don't we, Danielle? We do, and, and we want it to be inspired by other things other than Pinterest, although we love Pinterest. We do love Pinterest. So. <laughs> yeah. Just listen in to us every week and hear what we have to share with you. Our, we have 45 plus years of experience with yeah. weddings, planning them, designing them, having a wedding venue, catering, cakes, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we are here to help you. We're uh, what we think are experts in our field and, and we want you to have your dream wedding without having the stress and the worry and being able to budget and afford it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you ready to do the podcast part? Yep. And I'm since they're going to edit all this, I think we can just free range it. Okay. Let's just free range. Because they'll tell us right if it sucks. Oh right? yeah, they will. Okay. <laughs> hey Danielle, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Sarah. I'm excited for this podcast tonight. I know we're going to talk about bartending and drinking and <laughs> all the fun stuff. The reason people like to go to weddings, right? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm here with Sarah Shepard of Burdock Farms. And Danielle Renshaw with the Ruffled Willow. Yeah. Yeah. And wedding season's about to get started, uh, isn't it? It's coming. It's Are coming. you feeling it? Uh, not yet. Um, you know, I'm feeling the Valentine's Day. That's right. I keep forgetting you do that cool yeah. thing with some other local businesses here in town, which is really neat. Yeah. It's, I uh, think my kids did get some. I got flowers and like cupcakes or cookies at Mother's Day. Yeah. At, from you. Uh-huh, you. Probably so. Yeah. Joelle's. Joelle's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling like the booking season, you know, it's booking time for weddings. You know, if you haven't booked your vendors, it's a great time to to do it because the sooner the better. So I'm feeling like the pressure of like doing all the proposals and getting all the clients serviced um, and then Valentine's Day. But my typical wedding season doesn't start until April. So, okay, a little bit of a break. And there are no dates left in September and October. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I actually have one Saturday. Are you kidding me? I've been purposely not booking it. Oh, okay. It's like Halloween weekend and, you know, I have oh, yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, September and October are gone, folks. Yep. Unless you're willing to get married on a Sunday. Yeah. Don't call me asking if I have October 15th, 2022, because I <laughs> or don't. Or October 22nd, 2022. You know how long ago that was booked? Two years ago. It's such a popular date. I know. 2020, 22. Now, 9-23-23 is booked. I have nine twenty three twenty three booked of next year. Okay, yeah. So that's my next one. I need to start looking. That's at right, for. you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sarah, uh, before we get into our like lives, like always. Well, that's what it's about. Yeah, it is. It is. Let's introduce our guest. So introduce our guest tonight. Okay, we have a bartender, professional bartender. Um, reason we invited her was to talk about that part of the wedding because it is a big part. That's usually the second question asked people ask me. So we have Madison Barger. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I look forward to it. 
I'm glad you're here. So tell us about your business, what the name of it is. So I'm the co-founder of M&M Event Bartending. We're primarily in Clarksville, Tennessee and Middle Tennessee. We have traveled all the way up to Tullahoma and Normandy, Tennessee now, just kind of sporadically all over the state. Normally help with bookings, creating the cocktail menu, just helping out, you know, what beverages they want to serve for the quantity of guests that they might have and just helping out with a lot of that. And getting, of course, with our wedding vendors on scheduling timing, especially if they want to have a champagne toast. That's awesome. Like logistics for bartending is, is so important. It really is. So many people are doing backyard weddings and they don't think about bartending. They think that they can do self-serve. And talk to us a little bit about that. So we've actually had That's a backyard a barnyard yeah. uh, wedding where it was on somebody's private property mm-hmm. and they booked us just because a lot of people aren't aware that you want a professional bartender. Right. As a lot of us are licensed and insured and we'll bring that liquor liability insurance for your event. And that's so important. I want to mention that. She has liquor liability. Ask your venue if they serve liquor, do they have liquor liability? Because insurance companies don't care. You know, I remember a bride said to me, well, it's all family. Family's not going to sue me. <laughs> That'll be the first that, one. <laughs> yeah. The insurance companies are faceless. They don't care. They don't care that it was a family member or even an immediate family member or friend. They're going to go after whoever they can go after. So Anyone that's overserved hits that mailbox. They'll want to come for somebody. They are. With that blame. That's right. So I have that liquor liability insurance, and it'll just protect you, your guests, and just everyone involved. And a lot of the venues won't have that insurance. They're looking for you to bring on bartending or just staff that will provide that insurance for your guests. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, yeah. I, so does I mean, it, I knew insurance, but yeah, not like yeah. liquor liability. Yeah. Yeah, you can get a specific rider for that. So do you cover the venue as well with yes. yours? I'll cover the event venue, myself, and all guests in the building for that time. So do you get it for each event? You don't have a blanket policy. You buy... I have a blanket policy. So I purchase it and it's all year long. Okay. It'll be good for the entire year and it travels with me for whatever event I'm at, whatever venue, and just always protects myself and all the guests that I'm serving. Wherever you are, whatever state you're in. Tennessee. It's Tennessee. Only based. for Tennessee. Okay. I got you. Okay. But you could probably get it for Kentucky. If oh, you absolutely. Wanted. I would think so. Yeah. But yeah. well, go ahead. I'm sorry. We got oh, off track fine. there. So we actually did do the barnyard wedding on somebody's private property and they brought in a bartender just because they had already were a guest at another wedding and it picked up my business card and we didn't discuss the possibility of the fact that, you know, liquor liability insurance and just the fact that you're going to have so many guests there. Do you really want to put a guest to work at your wedding? Right. Hire the staff for it. He had beautiful property, farmyard, big barn. And we came in, we just set up the bar area for him, had ice, just helped him create the menu. He did have his and hers cocktail and we helped create that as well. And it was just a really great time. And it was just interesting being on somebody's private property. Yeah. I think it's super important to have just a professional and just to have that point of contact. I did a wedding not too long ago and and they had this really cool feature with their bar, but the bartenders were family friends. And I don't think they were like star certified, which is something we should probably talk about too. And I don't think they had like the proper license. So when they came in, they literally came in 30 minutes before the wedding. So it was like nothing was really set up and I mean, kind of just slam some beers yeah, up together and yeah. they probably were taking shots with mm-hmm, the guests. Right. And you just drinking and dancing and not really behind the bar. Right. There and available. As a professional. Yeah. You don't think about those things when you're planning a wedding, like the logistics of ice and, you know, making sure that everything looks tidy and looks Mixers clean. and mm-hmm. yeah. garnishes. For and sure. Beverage I- napkins, cocktail stir straws, just all the bar tools and necessities you yeah. might need too. Right. Yeah. Do you bring all of that with you? I do. Okay. I have an entire little bar set up that I bring at every event. That's cool. 
So do you have it like customized? You'll you'll talk to them beforehand about what they want Absolutely. to Absolutely. Typically, anytime that they're reaching out to book me, that's whenever I always let them know if you have questions, concerns, you know, recommendations I can give on curating your cocktail menu, how many guests are there going to be. I always give suggestions for a good blend of red and white wines. I always go with canned beer over kegs. Same here. Oh, kegs especially, just because you never know if you're going to get a faulty or broken keg. Have you iced it before your wedding? Because if you don't properly ice it before your event, you're going to get foam. And a lot of the places that will rent out these kegs and then taps, they'll rent out faulty or moldy taps. As a bartender, sometimes you don't find out that they're broken or moldy until maybe 20 minutes before the event. And who can run off and exchange that piece? Then you have a whole keg that's just sitting there unavailable to be served yeah when you're bringing in alcohol for your guests and for your event what you're bringing in you're typically leaving with so you don't want to haul out a whole keg either especially if you don't finish the keg yeah i have a lot of events where at the end of the night they've only tapped maybe half a keg and at the end they're asking me what do i do with this now right a backyard party i'm not sure (laughs) well i I mean yeah and I wouldn't give a keg to a person anyway. I wouldn't let them take that with them. I always try to suggest canned beers, maybe a good mixture. They're easy. You can crack them open, pour them into a glass. And then at the end of the night, you probably will have extra and they're just easier to carry out with you and save for a later date. I just always suggest don't do kegs. You're going to regret it in the end. They'll be foamy, faulty, possibly moldy. And then if they're just not iced down, it's just, it's always a disaster. And leaving at the end of the night, it's typically a nightmare for whoever is in charge of just cleaning up and carrying stuff out too, because you're always left with, no one's ever finished a keg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know they talk about floating a keg and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Do cans. Do yourself a favor. Do the cans. (laughs) And you can recycle. And that's my biggest argument to them. You know, we can recycle cans. Even though I've worked at a venue and literally ordered alcohol, I've already learned so much more than I've known. Mm -hmm. Well, we used to serve kegs and Mm -hmm. we hated it too. Number one, everybody always wanted to do a keg stand at the end of the night. Oh, absolutely Uh, not. That's behind the bar. You're not allowed behind it. Yeah. And you know, it was always difficult to handle, but yeah, I think y'all are right. But why cans over bottles just so that bottles aren't everywhere? Uh, cans just because, like you said, aluminum, Recycle. mm-hmm. recyclable. And also with the, such a large event and because it's normally an open bar and they're going to be drinking and probably drinking a little bit excessively than they normally do, you don't want to provide glassware. That's just a liability in itself for the venue, for your guests. Yeah. Just having, you know, that Bud Light bottle of glass and then somebody's going to drop. They are. At one point, a groomsman, an uncle, you know somebody's going to drop that beer and there's going to be glass everywhere. Mm -hmm. A can is so much easier. Mm -hmm. A can is just safer. And those huggies will fit on a plastic cup. Don't let anybody tell you they won't because they will. Yeah. Oh, that'll only fit on a can. No, it won't. You just watch. I'm going to sit fit this on the <laughs> glass and kegs yes. just nightmare yes don't do are. it mm-hmm. and the venue will appreciate you much better because most of them will say no glass on the floor regardless yeah and they're super heavy too so at the end of the night when you're taking out those trash bags that glass is going to be a mm-hmm. lot heavier than you know your recyclables mm-hmm. just the volume just right the volume of yeah. trash you would have yeah that's why i get worked up about bottled water too mm-hmm. i know it's not alcohol we do a, a water dispenser complimentary yeah 
And because I, I want people using a cup. Easier to refill, too. Yeah, easier to refill. I don't want a bunch of half-drank bottles right. with water all over the place. And a plug to my husband who works at the water department. Hopkinsville Water has some of the best water. But yeah, why don't it you really does. It? I yeah, mean, it's like exactly. It's, we've had all kinds of awards and stuff, but my husband would kill me if he saw that bottle yeah. of water sitting right there. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, water supports our family. You know, he's been in the water industry for like 25 years. So we should definitely be using, like you said. Yes. Just for the environment. I hate finding a bunch of half drink bottles with water. Because that for sure will happen to me. This will probably. Right. I know it will. And I've seen it a hundred million times. That's why we don't allow people. They they get so worked up with me, you know, the couple, their families. I just don't understand that rule. That just is a stupid rule. So I have to explain it all to them why we do this. Well, most will open the water bottle, take a sip, set it down and then forget Forget yeah. and then go back and crack open a new one. Right. And then you have because just, they like can't said, find theirs. Thirty or forty just have to drink right. water bottles everywhere. You do, and it doesn't look good for photography reasons either. No, it doesn't. Exactly. That's what I always say when we talk about caters and like busting tables and stuff like that. Is for photography, you want those tables bust. You don't want to be having pictures of like people dancing and then in the background they're just be like piles of hats yeah and or water pyramid bottles. can beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Which is another reason to hire, you know, somebody. But So what is a good budget for a wedding? Do you, do people ask you, um, you know, what can we expect? Per, is it a per person or per drink? I don't get the question on that too often. What I'll normally get is they'll say that their guest count might be like 180 and they're just looking for maybe some beer and wine. So I always say quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. Box wine is going to get you farther than bottled wine. Mm-hmm. So go for maybe a few boxes of your red or white wine, maybe the Moscato, since it's always a crowd pleaser with being sweet. And of course, back to the canned beers, getting a couple of cases of, you know, some simple, easy drinking canned beers. And that'll be just a really good starter for you. Unless you're doing the his or her cocktail or any liquor, that's when you're really going to go over budget friendly, yeah. just because that's going to be a little bit more pricier. But typically boxed wine, and a couple of cases of beer will set you right for a good large crowd. You don't buy the alcohol, right? I do not. I have had a couple events ask me to go purchase for them, and I have, and they've just reversed me before. I got you. Especially if they have some specialty cocktails that they have never really made themselves, mm-hmm. and just the ingredients and the liquors, they're just not comfortable with that. So I have gone and purchased before, and it just depends if they ask or not. Do you ever work at venues that have their liquor license? And you're just serving their alcohol to the guests? I have. I've been out at the uh, Budweiser farm. Okay. Uh, oh, Charles wow. Hand. Yeah. I've served out there a few times. Now, where and of is course, their farm? Exit 19. Oh, okay, cool. In um, Tennessee. I think that's more Springfield. Yes, yeah, Springfield area. So at the Bud Farm, of course, since it's already Budweiser, they have all of their Budweiser products. So I just come in and they have it all stocked up already, too. Cool. So it's always easier. Okay. What do you see most people do for events? Open bar, beer and wine, specialty cocktails? Typically, it's always, especially for weddings, beer and wine and an open bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, with most professional bartenders and my liquor liability insurance, I'm technically not allowed to sell alcohol. Okay. Your okay. events, if you're selling alcohol, you're going to need it somebody that's licensed with an actual liquor license that normally runs you the Mm $5,000 and have a working kitchen as well. That's what in state of Tennessee requires. Yes. So that'll be the state of Tennessee. So typically you want to look at maybe your catering company if you're trying to sell alcohol just because they'll have that working kitchen and they might already have somebody on staff with that liquor license insurance since it'll be specialty. I go in and I'll serve. 
Okay. And mine will cover yourself, your events, the venue, but not serving as in making any sort of profit off the alcohol, mm-hmm. that is illegal. So that's good to remember if you're going with a venue that has a liquor license, they can sell you so you can do a cash bar there. If you, you're doing something like at your personal Absolutely. property. They can do a cash bar or they can do pre-sold tickets as well. Okay. A lot of the times at the venues. Most prefer just having an open bar just so they don't even have to deal with the nightmare logistics yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're doing a wedding, just go with the open bar. It'll be much better for you and your guests. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have the opportunity to buy the alcohol yourself. And it'll be easier if it's just the wine and beer. We can crack it open, pour it for your guests, and make sure everyone's having a safe and great time. Mm -hmm. So talk about having a safe time. Tell us how you handle intoxicated guests. What what do you do, y'all do? Always a great time for the intoxicated guests. Most of the time it is going to be your bridesmaids and groomsmen. <laughs> I agree on that. Don't you agree on Always that? Always got to yeah. watch the whole bridal party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love y'all, but you guys normally go hard on that they're, day. They're always the worst. Well, they start early. Yes. I feel like they start Absolutely. with mimosas yeah. in the morning and then yeah. they're like, all right, let's have a white cloth at lunch. shots before then, we take yep. the pictures. Right. Before mm-hmm. we walk down the lane. Mm-hmm. So before we're even at the reception, we're already lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like the bridal party, and I mean the bridal party, not as vendors, we don't drink. The bridal party is already <laughs> lit. <laughs> it's a stressful vendors. day. You got to relax. It's also a day of celebration. So there's no hate on that. You're there to celebrate. You're right. there to have a good Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But typically you haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. It's been all day. And normally about five or six, especially after the wedding has already happened, possibly around four, you might already be feeling a little mm-hmm. of those beverages. At that time, that's when we want to do slower service, ask if they've taken some pictures, if there's a photography mural wall and like a truck where they're doing, you know, all those different fun photography moments. Ask them, have they ventured off to that? Have they done that? Ask to see the pictures, just engage with them, see what they've done, see if they've made it over to maybe some of the hors d'oeuvres or any of the food that's been provided and then start doing a little bit more of the service just to see where they're at in the evening, what activities they might have participated in. Mm-hmm. Normally, you can also distract a little easy as well. Just have you danced? Oh, is that the cha-cha? Go and run off, have fun. Yeah. And then have like a drink waiting for them. But you have to cut people off. Absolutely. Eventually, so, you're going to have to cut somebody off. So how do you handle that? At that point, I normally will pull the wedding coordinator and the bride and the groom over just to let them know that I am cutting off one of their guests just so everyone is aware and we're on the same page that, you know, Uncle Tim is, has been having a little too much Jack and Cokes or too many Millers. He's having a great time. I just want you to be aware that I have cut him off. He's over there in the corner. If he is trying to have any more beverages, please let me know. Yeah. And that he has been cut off by me. At that point, if he comes up to the bar, I'll just let him know, I'm so sorry. It looks like you've celebrated so much. We'll ease into it. Just you've been yeah. having such a great time. Yeah. Would you like sweet tea, Coke, if I have soft beverages to offer? And at that point, we just try to really ease into it. No one's really upset. I've never really had anyone get so irate with me. It's a wedding. Like I said, it's a celebration. So I haven't had anyone disgruntled. Mm-hmm. That's yet. good. Yeah. I say good. yet. Because yeah. I have. Me too. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, I, I have. haven't had anyone too disgruntled uh, with me yet about it. it. Especially when I let them know, you know, you're celebrating your daughter or you're celebrating your niece or you're celebrating your best friend's special day. You want to remember it. You yeah, want to be right, there for right, them. Right. And normally oh, a wink and be like, don't ruin it. Yeah. Do a guilt trip on them. I hadn't thought about that. That's this is somebody's special day. Please psychology. don't go in and ruin it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And normally at that point, they'll understand. Yeah. 
How do you feel about the couple having signature drinks? What, what's your thoughts about Here that? Here for it. Typically, I love that idea. I love a his or hers. And as long as they're not too complicated. Yeah. Because they're going to be popular. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a line as soon as cocktail hour happens. And we're going to have at least 20 or 30 guests lined up to the bar immediately. And they're going to want to try those his or hers. They're going to want to talk about it. They're going to ask about it. They want to know those profiles. Which one do we prefer? Which one do we recommend? So if you're going to do a his or hers, let's make it something that will be simple and easy to maybe make a large batch of mm-hmm. so we can just pour and serve for that initial rush to the bar. That's what I was going to ask, if you could like batch them, you know. And if have it's them something work. simple and I can batch it, absolutely. Like a if it's going to be, ooh, a sangria would be Can't wonderful. you batch? Yes. I don't, I, I literally don't drink that much, so I don't know, but in sangria, Even like, something with, like, like Sex on the Beaches or like uh-huh. Mai Tai, something with just juices and liquor where I can just pour and go, yeah. easy. Now, if we're doing like champagne beverages, you know, we have to pop that bottle. Right. We have to keep it chilled right. and then measure out that's going to have a slower bar service. So just take that into consideration. You are going to expect maybe some slower bar times with specialty cocktails. So talking about slower bar times, what do you suggest per guest count? There's always a line there, but it's mostly when people try to only have one bartender per like 300 guests. (laughs) If you're having 300 guests, please do yourself a favor and have at least two bartenders. (laughs) That way, if we have to run off, gather more ice, more beer, we'll always have that bar covered for you. Mm -hmm. If you're over 100 guests and you're just doing beer and wine, the one bartender should be sufficient. We're only cracking open a couple of beers for you guys. We're serving wine. We're making sure ice is filled, making sure bar guests are fine. One bartender should be sufficient to just keep an eye on things and make sure your night runs perfectly. Anything more, especially with the his and her cocktails and with a large guest count, I would always recommend at least two bartenders. Yeah. And even if it's just a large guest count and you're doing the bar and wine, Maybe go ahead and just so the night runs smoothly for you just because of that initial rush after, you know, the wedding's over or you say I do, you have cocktail hour. They're going to bum rush. They're there to drink and they're there to celebrate you. Have two bartenders. It'll make it easier. What do you think the pros and cons of picking a venue that allows you to bring in your own alcohol? Like if you're bartending at it, the couple bringing in their own alcohol versus the venue provides the alcohol. Do you have a I haven't really worked with about too that. many venues where they're providing their own alcohol because if they are providing their own alcohol, they typically might already have a bartender on staff yep. since they'll have that liquor liability yeah. insurance. Whenever I've worked at all the events in the venues, it's normally at venues that don't have that liquor already there and you're bringing it in. I enjoy that idea of just bringing in your own liquor. So I'll let them know beforehand, you're bringing in your own liquor. Mm-hmm. Let your bridal party know, let your groomsmen know, because they're going to want, you know, a special bottle of something. I'm sure your guests are more than welcome to, if they have a specialty wine they enjoy, if they want to bring a nice bottle of bourbon or whiskey to celebrate with the boys, bring it in, just give it to me and I'll serve it to you. It's a BYOB situation. Mm-hmm. As long as I have all the liquor provided, Bring whatever you'd like. Let your guests know. Bring whatever they'd like. If they're gifting you something, absolutely. We can crack her on open and try it then. Just let me have it. Yeah. That gives me nightmares. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can just see so many people bringing things in and, you know. A lot of I, holiday well, parties are like that, yeah. especially since I'm at Clarksville, Tennessee, right next to Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of holiday parties for the um, military. Military. Yeah. And they'll do Dirty Santa or Secret Santa, and most of their gifts are alcohol. Interesting. So I have to run around and gather those bottles because as soon as those boys pop the bow off of it, they're also trying to chug it or 
yeah. give it around to everyone to try to sip. So I have to go around and confiscate. So you can have this. Yeah. But you have a bartender for a reason. Just yeah. let me have it behind the bar. Yeah. Do you have people get mad and irate at you when you start I've had a few people try it. to question of why is this happening or why are you taking it? I've had to raid a couple of groomsmen rooms and bridal rooms before just because I can see they're noticeably getting a little um, little control. too festive. <laughs> <laughs> or they and I haven't been serving them. Yeah, right. And yeah. I have to go and go and confiscate some bottles, but I let them know I'm not taking it away from them. I'm yeah. just, you have a bartender for a reason. Let her serve and let her do her job. I found they don't care that. They get so irate. Most of the time, not. They don't. <laughs> and I don't understand. It's the boys that are always the worst. Yeah. I always find Woodford bottles, yeah. Jim Bean bottles, yeah. it's cases like, of beer. Yeah. And I mean, that's all stuff we can get. It's not like it's unusual product. And it's stuff I'll gladly serve you. Right. I think a lot of bridal parties don't take that into effect. I think your bride and your groom book your venue and the bridal party doesn't know the rules. Yes. And they don't care to know the rules. Yes. And even if they're told the rules, they still don't care about they the still rules. don't care. I find it more that it's the bridal party and not the bride and groom itself, which let's try to show a little bit more respect to your bride and groom. There's like deposit day. stuff that can be lost <laughs> right. because That's of this. Right. Exactly. I, I know, you know, I worked at a venue. A groom just didn't know, and he brought a cooler in full of alcohol. And we said, no, 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 you can't do that. We have our liquor license because that's a lot for a venue. A venue will get in a lot of trouble if there's outside alcohol. And he was really nice. Thankfully, he just took it back in the car, and he said, I am so sorry. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't think he literally knew because— And a lot won't know about the glass rule either. Mm -hmm. Right. Most venues prefer no glass on that floor, that it is a liability issue to them, their guests— so they'll bring in the bottled beers and then no cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then question, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So always go over with your venue and booking all of the rules, including the bar and alcohol. Yep. And go over it with your bridal party and your family. That's why I leave that list. That's right there when they walk in. It's huh. the parking yeah. instructions and all the policies as far as the venue. And it covers the alcohol. Mm-hmm. But. It still happens. You still have those random <laughs> people who yeah. just think that they can do whatever the heck they want. Right. Yeah. And, and we get it, y'all. We get that it's your special day and you want to celebrate right. and have a good time. Right. Let's just do it a little bit respectfully and follow the rules. Yeah. You don't want to be an ass at your friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be falling down right. drunk. Most of the people, they'll remember the good times. They'll look back on their pictures, but they're always going to remember that person that got too drunk right. at the wedding. They they're always remember you. They're not inviting you to anything else anymore. <laughs> <That's> exactly- <laughs> <laughs> Anyone now, who gets too trashed at a wedding, we always remember you. <laughs> I, I have to give kudos to this one family that said, now, Sarah, Uncle Joe mm-hmm. is going to ask every time for a double shot because we don't allow double shots in a single drink. You have to buy two drinks. Mm-hmm. She's going to ask every time. I swear he's going to ask every time. And we were like, okay, thinking, oh, surely not after the girls tell him. <laughs> I swear to God, y'all, he sat at the bar the whole night. And every time they gave him a drink, he asked it for a double shot every single time. And I finally said to him at the end of the night, did you think they were going to change their mind? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that maybe this time will be the time I get my double. <laughs> it's just interesting to me. People really try to, when it comes to alcohol, Mm-hmm. I think they really try to push the boundaries, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think so. I see more that more than with anything mm-hmm. with the wedding is the alcohol service. Yeah, yeah it's always a hot topic. It's always hard mm-hmm. um, to kind of navigate. So, what are your charges? What do you typically charge for an event? Because I do provide that liquor liability insurance, I normally charge thirty five dollars to fifty five dollars for my hourly. Tips are appreciated, but never mandatory. So they are not mandatory with you? No. At all? 
It's interesting. Do you put it out a tip jar? I absolutely do. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had an- Especially because it's an open bar. Right, right. If no one's paying for their drinks, they'll already they come the- up pulling right. out a few dollars and say right. how much. And I say, oh, no, it's on the house. Right. And those dollars typically end up in my tip yeah. jar. Yeah. But just for whoever has booked me, mm-hmm. I have a flat rate just because I am providing that liquor liability insurance for you and my services. But- if I make tips, I make tips. If I don't, I don't. Have you ever had anybody ask to not put a tip jar out? I have. Do you charge them more hourly? I did not. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it weird. They said yeah. like, you did. It would mess with the mojo of the um, of their entire production, and they really wanted everything to be photogenic, mm-hmm. and the tip jar just seemed like was it, it photogenic like, was not photogenic in their terms yeah. however i did still have people offering me tips so it just went you know away underneath the bar yeah, underneath the bar yeah of course when i got asked where's your tip jar I just, oh i just right here i still accepted tips that evening right. <laughs> however i just didn't have a tip jar out we had it was several people way. that would want that if they they thought that if they were doing an open bar and paying for the bartending service that they shouldn't have to pay for tips which is ridiculous. They're appreciated. Why does that negate of somebody getting a tip? I know. It's service that's gone above and beyond. That's, yes. you, that's why you should be given Whether tips. they're, yes. Right. Whether they've already been paid or not. Yes. Yeah. But people, see, this is what I'm saying. People get funny ideas. Mm-hmm. We all, though, need to have Danielle standing behind us when we are quoting <laughs> our prices because Apparently. she is all about it. Yeah, whatever. It was her wedding and she wanted you things are. a certain way. So I'm all about it for everybody else. And I second guess myself. Well, all we all time. do that. <laughs> I had to raise my prices a little bit this year. I mean, you know, I think everybody has After because 2020, yeah. Yes. Yeah. and, and <laughs> I haven't had much pushback, but it just, oh, yeah. I hate it. You know, know, you know. I've had people ask me, are you raising your prices mm-hmm. uh, next year? And I'm like, no, we already did that. So right. I think we're okay for a couple of years at least. Yeah. I just found out that I wasn't charging enough for a labor. And that was my biggest issue okay. for me personally. So now I've, I've, I have a labor charge too. Ooh. So okay, it was a hard thing to do though. I mean, I don't, I don't think people realize that as professionals, it's hard for us to raise our prices. Like it, we get really emotional. put our worth on paper yeah. is just yeah. hard to do. Yeah, but Tiffany and Company is selling a $450 paperclip. I just would also like to tell you that. A paperclip. See? Danielle always (laughs) stuff in perspective. Well, it's like that meme my girl sent me when I was sweating about raising our prices. And my daughter sent me a meme that said the same people that'll pay full price for Jordans, Mm -hmm. Michael Kors, or Chanel, Mm -hmm. or whatever— And you want to take less money from them? I mean, you know, or something. I'm not quoting it right at all. I just butchered it. But the point is, people, yeah. People, when you go to Ruth's Chris, you don't go back to the chef and say, by the way, can I have this at a half price? Because, you know, it's a special day and I don't want to have to, you know. You don't do that. No, you you don't. don't. You don't do that. You pay the price. Right. It's a set price and you pay it. And you pay it. It's non-negotiable. Y'all are buying those Lululemon leggings for like hundreds of dollars. (laughs) I hear they're great leggings, though. I've heard that they're great, too. I go to TJ Maxx. Yes, I do, but I've heard they're great. <laughs> and we're not knocking you because we all no. have we all have luxury items that we, we are happily pay for. We do. Uh, you but know, this is also our livelihood. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's exactly. our worst. Yeah. And we love it. And we're professionals. And, and you know, we're passionate. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you think of any other questions? Man? We- um, yeah, I think we covered it all. Do you feel like we've covered it all? Is there anything that you would like to add? No, I feel like we've actually covered quite a lot and it was extensive. For oh, that. we didn't 
cover cleanup. Oh uh, yeah, bus and tables. So what is, yeah, yeah, what do the venues expect as far as you all are concerned? Each venue is so different. Some will actually have somebody on site to always assist with their cleanup, or they'll already have you know a wedding team at the end of the night for cleanup. For me personally, I always like to leave the bar how I found it. When I arrive, if I see the bar is a certain way, if it's clean, already have things put away certain ways, I'm going to leave it the way I found it, mm-hmm. if not better. I'm always going to try to clean up the area. I'll always try to package anything that you've had left over for the evening, your wines, your beers, your alcohol, your mixers. I'll always try to have a few boxes left over and try to just put everything and consolidate so it'll be an easy grab for you at the end of the night after the last call clean up the bar, wipe it down, take out the trash. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I personally like to do. So you don't bring any product. You bring tools to be a bartender, but you don't bring any product. You don't bring any. I do not bring any product okay. myself. About the most of them. Even always mixers tr- and garnishes and things like that. Even that. It's just if they require So if they it. want all of that, that you've got to, that it's is something we discuss might discuss beforehand. beforehand. Okay, that's cool. The most I always travel with is maybe some uh, Augusta's Orange bitters, just yeah. because I've had on the fly yes. uh, old, old fashions fashions. be requested. Old so fashions. I just travel with that now. Yeah. And, and it's are, delicious in water. Yeah. And they're <laughs> very popular. Drops. Old fashions, the drinks. Yeah. I've yeah. never had old fashions. It's good. I like old fashions. What is it? It'll be a muddled orange, your bitters, soda water, a little bit of simple syrup, and then the whiskey or brandy or scotch of your choice. Or bourbon. Hmm. I use it. I do it with Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. An old fashioned. It's Even like the whiskey bourbon blend. Yes. Delicious. It is it's very, very smooth. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we reached the fun part of the night. That's Every, right. All of it's fun, but we like the horror stories or the real life stories there. I think we learn from them more than we learn from <laughs> other things. So you got anything for us today? I think I do. Okay. So one wedding I was working, I arrived at 10 a.m. to start serving mimosas and beverages. Mm-hmm. The wedding was going to be around 3 that's a long day. It was a long day, though. <laughs> we ended up leaving about maybe 11. Wow. Um, wow. About one o'clock, a bridesmaid in particular was really stumbling around, and I had served her only one mimosa. Oh, Lord. Mm. So she's talking loudly on the phone, arguing. She's told me her whole life story, which was <laughs> yeah. very dramatic. <laughs> there was a lot of drama with that one. She has told me her entire life story. She's on and off the phone arguing. She's stumbling around. It is only one o'clock. They're getting ready for pictures. Wow. <laughs> she was not standing very well during pictures. So while they're outside and I'm watching her try her hardest to be in these heels and this dress and these pictures, I go into the bridal room and just try to look around to see what's happened. Does she have medications? Is she just that much of a lightweight? It's a mimosa. Yeah. At 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find a duffel bag of alcohol. Oh, Lord. And most of those bottles were already half gone. Oh, Lord. Needless to say, she did not walk down the aisle with her friend. Oh. And was actually removed from the wedding before the wedding even started because she was Dang. way too festive. Oh, wow. Is the term we're going to use there. <laughs> she didn't even make it to her best friend's wedding. That is so sad. Yeah. Because she got way too Wasted. Wait, that's why I say I am not against drinking. I'm not against having a good time, but you have a professional bartender for a reason. Let me serve and make sure you're having a great time responsibly. She didn't even make it to the wedding. That is so sad. She was trashed by like two o'clock and being removed at 2 15. Oh man. Mm. That's it. It is. Do you have one? Let me think. You got one? I've got a drinking one. I try to think ones that's related to drinking related. All right, you go and I'll think. Yeah, we had wedding one time, and the bride, she drank too much, and I don't think she ate anything, and 
she tripped going down the aisle. Oh, no. Yeah, she tripped big time. And she's a big girl like me. I'm a big girl. People don't know, but I'm six feet tall and I'm a big girl. I'm a plus size girl. (laughs) And she was too. You could see she was mad. Mm -hmm. But I mean, drunk mad, not like, oh, you know what I mean? Like like, that over-emotional, just red in the face, just like upset (sighs) at the world and yourself. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah. And I was so embarrassed for her. It's almost like you're reverting back to toddlers. You're just having tantrums when you're that drunk. That's kind of what she was doing. She's about to have a tantrum. You're the one that drank too much. You're the one that tripped going down the aisle. And then you're going to get... Pissed off at whatever it was. She was pissed off the floor. I think she was pissed off at the floor. Weddings are fun. I know. They're there to be celebrated. I was like, oh Try to do your heavier drinking after the wedding. Make it down the aisle. (laughs) Make it through the ceremony. And then start slamming back drinks. Well, in the state of Kentucky, uh, officiant is not supposed to marry two people if he thinks they're under the influence. That's a law. Yeah. However, what do you do if the officiant is also... (laughs) Because we had that, too. Taking shots in the corner together. I had an officiant that was two hours late, and he was late because he was drunk when he got there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Yes. I want to just imagine that wedding, too. Just him at the front. Did you do? Yes. Well, do you do? (laughs) That had to be a fun wedding. I mean, it was was crazy. You just kind of, like, shake your head and walk away. There's nothing you can do. I'm just going to start going to all these weddings so I can become you TikTok famous. <laughs> you know, I just want There's to TikTok something. them all. <laughs> all of them. The only horror story kind of thing that I've had is it was rehearsal dinner and the boys went out drinking to the bar yeah. after rehearsal. And the next morning they came in and the groom had a black eye. Oh, oh my no. Lord. Yeah. And he didn't get in a fight or something. I don't know what happened. Obviously something happened, but he had a black eye and they contributed to drinking too much the night before, but what do you do? I mean, it's a black Concealer. eye. Yeah, there's not much you can do. <laughs> He's yeah, wearing makeup that day. There's not much you can do. Yeah. I mean, I guess the photographer, if they're a really good photographer, could charge more. They should. To sit there and edit. <laughs> I like how black eye. And charge more. <laughs> <laughs> a black eye out. Yeah, because basically yeah. they're going to have to edit every mm-hmm. damn Every photo. single one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every single one. I hadn't thought about that. But you you're know, right. thousands of photos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every one. It's not like I one mean, was photo. was it that bad of a black eye? It was eye? pretty bad black eye. Yeah. It was a it's start of a black too. eye. Just fresh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So at least it wasn't like the deep yet. Yes. You know, it was a like a more of a green uh, fresh, uh. but yeah. It was rough. But that's also a good point, too. I mean, rehearsal dinners don't go out the night before. Do your bachelor and bachelorette party a month weeks, before. months before. I've seen a lot of hangovers no. bright and yeah. early on the day of the wedding. I yeah, know. take it easy on yeah, the night before your fun. wedding. That's right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be hungover on the day of your wedding. Let's do spa nights yes. <laughs> on rehearsal That sounds nights. like a good one to me. <laughs> I'm sure the guys won't enjoy that, but yeah. they probably would. They just wouldn't confess to it. <laughs> Unless you're young and you can just hop back easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> After 30, those hangovers last for days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Madison, we are glad you came. Well, thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, tell us about your business again, your business name, how people can find you. Where are you? So my name is Madison Barger. I am co-founder of the M&M Event Bartending. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can book us through there. You can contact us just for any uh, inquiries or any information that you'd look for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sounds good. She has a bartending license and she will travel. Yep. So, Danielle, where can we find you? Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, ruffledwillow.com. All right. And I'm with Burdock Farms, burdockfarms.com and TikTok, but still figuring that one out. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're getting there. Good. Oh, you're good. I, well, I don't your get, fa- I don't get famous really, really anymore. Good. Well, it's it's not famous. Well, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, people viewing viral. and following mm-hmm. and by, yeah, they're kind of up and down. They it's are. Just, unless you're talking about dramatic stuff on TikTok, right? Like, yeah, or posting like three times a day. Right. And, oh, I don't. And have who time. has time for that? I don't. It's a full time business. The full time famous TikTok. Yeah, exactly. The viral one. Pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're trying to get Pinterest to pay for. Yes. Or anyone, Lulu Lamon. I know Start having I'm, hashtags right. and like sponsors. <laughs> Hashtag anybody that we mentioned, right? <laughs> Tiffany and Company and your paperclip, Kentucky Bourbons. <laughs> we'll take them all. <laughs> all right, you all join us next time. Can't wait to see you.